I'm very happy to have Megan and John of the band Los Coast in the studio right now. Sweet. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Fantastic set. Thank you. Yeah. That was really great. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. This is such a cool spot, and uh, we really love being in Memphis. And there's so much history here. And yeah, it was really glad y'all, uh, y'all had us. Sorry that you had a, a, a rained-out show last night at the Levitt Shell, but it sounds like you made up for it by playing at the High Tone. Yeah, yeah, we did. And you know what? You you can't really um, blame the weather. You know, it just kind of happens. Um, but yeah, we were able to still play a show, and uh, we had some people come out. And yeah, I'm glad. You know, it was so cool that. Uh, that that worked out, you know. We were still able to play despite it all. Um, but we'll just have to come back sometime and play the play the show properly. Yeah, you do. You you have to. Yeah. And you've been touring a lot lately um, with some some cool bands, right? Um, yeah. I saw you had some shows with St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Yep. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, yeah, that was a blast. Um, those guys are really cool. They have such a big band and such a powerful sound. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one thing I love about going on tour with them, though, is they eat really well. And they, well, they, in my mind, they eat a lot of barbecue. Yeah. And I don't know if that's well, if you can call that well. Yeah. 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 It's not the healthiest choices, <laughs> but they're, they're just a bunch of fun guys and they're really nice. Lots of energy on stage. And it felt like a good uh, mix of bands mm -hmm. whenever we do shows with them. The crowd is kind of into both. Yeah, some projects. cool overlap there for sure. Yeah. And the Black Pumas are another band that I'm I'm curious about. Um, what's their style like, and what's it like playing with them? Um, so we we played with them way back in the day in Austin. We had a residency at the same bar, uh -huh. um, and I think that there's uh, they're similar to us, and they're different from us in a lot of ways. Um, there's this like Austin soul sound that is uh, kind of a little psychedelic, but um, it's it brings in that kind of psychedelic aspect of the Austin scene. Mm -hmm. And um, but I think that. We've kind of added some like synthesizer work and stuff, so we've kind of pushed it a little more modern, while as they've kind of uh, dialed in the uh, kind of more traditional. Kind of bringing back some old school feels, but mm. yeah. uh, more more like more tambourine work and stuff like that, and, and the backup singers. Where it was we kind of get into the soundscapes and the synthesizer work and stuff. Yeah, but it's two aspects okay. of the Austin music scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's We're doing cool. a couple of shows with them on this run. That should be really fun. Yeah, it seems yeah. like a good matchup, good yeah. pairing. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. That's cool. So, John, you're a, you're a founding member of the band, is that right? Yes, that is correct. And, and Megan, you came in, you know, was the band, how long had the band been going when you arrived? So, it was just Trey and John uh -huh. when I came in. Um, I guess now that's been almost three years, it's four been years. About, it's been about four years. Megan was the first member we added outside of Trey and I. Um, How'd that go down? What were you doing before? Well, I was looking for a band. Yeah. Um, I had toured to Austin with an old band and... Uh, it broke up once I got here, and so I was kind of, rather than going back home to Kansas, I was like, I'm going to stay in Austin and find a new group of people to work with, and um, kind of like searched and searched and finally found these guys, and I was actually playing upright bass at the time. You were. So I joined as, we were a three-piece for a while, mm -hmm. and we started a residency at this place called Strange Brew Coffee mm -hmm. Shop in Hell South yeah. Austin. That was kind of an acoustic thing we did, just the three of yeah. us. Um, Megan played stand-up bass, upright bass, and uh, Trey played more acoustic guitar, and I played more piano sounds. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, a, you know, like at this, this random place in Austin, you know, like 9 p.m. on a Monday night. Yeah. But we did it for, so we got for, a while. for a while. Months, yeah. Yeah. We're just figuring it out, right? Yeah, that's where we yeah. like introduced Los Coasts, I feel, to the yeah. public. Yeah, yeah, that's like the, the very first step we mm -hmm. took with Megan. And then they kind of put an electric bass in my hand and told me to get That's rock true. and roll. Yeah. So. She's a trooper. <laughs> she's so a trooper. She's a trooper. Yeah, we, we basically realized we can't really 
we're not really in a position to haul this oh, around yeah. the country, but also our sound was getting more and more, even like soul punky. There was a time where we were, were really um, loud and fast and kind of aggressive. And, um, and Megan's a trooper. She picked up the electric bass and learned it like that. <laughs> so back then, were the responses already positive? I mean, could you tell at that time, like, there's something happening here and yeah, we should keep pushing forward? That's how Damien came in, too. He came yeah. to see us. Mm -hmm. um, he'd come see us play at Strange Brew, and then, you know, he was like, I want to be in that band. Yeah. And yeah. we were like, we want you in that yeah. band. And <laughs> what was he doing before? He'd play, he's played in a bunch of different bands, and uh, he's kind of, um, he's pretty well-seasoned, you know, and he can play m multiple different styles. And sure. He's just, he kept his ear to the ground, I think, and just kind of, like, came across us a little bit and expressed his interest, and, yeah, and then it worked out. And, you know, people were kind of seeing how, like, the... The, how the songs were, you know, before everything got totally fleshed out, we were playing the, so the same songs we're playing now, and not all the same songs, but we wrote, we wrote new material since then, but some of the core songs are, have, uh, they've grown and changed, and they have new parts now, and they've been um, rearranged in some cases, but the songs, just the, the vocals and the lyrics over those chord progressions and the tempo, like the, the meat of the song or the bones of the song, um, have been the same, and so I think people hadn't seen it all fleshed out yet, but they saw that that seed, you know, in, in the songwriting. Right. Um, so it's cool to see it, you know, blossom. Are you originally from Austin? No, I'm actually from down the road in Houston, Texas. Is is Trey from Austin? Trey is from Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. So yeah. you two guys, you know, migrate to Austin. And, yeah. And basically, how do you meet up? Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, we we were in a we were in a band together that I just kind of like cobbled together. We kind of all we knew people in common, mm -hmm. and um, we were in a band together. And then after those band practices ended, the two of us would just stay later and just kind of work on our own stuff together. And um, that band we were in was really focused on just playing covers and and playing at you know bars and house parties and stuff. But yeah. uh, you know Trey had this. Um, this approach, you know, to like, let's really build songs, you know, mm -hmm. let's, let's bust out the laptop, get some recording going, and uh, let's figure out what the bass line's going to be, or let's figure out what the keys parts are going to be, or the arrangement, we started to dial it in, and we made a bunch of demos that way, um, which was really cool, um, and I hadn't really worked with anyone before who had been so focused on the, on the actual kind of uh, nitty-gritty of it all, um, most of the bands I'd been in were like, you know, let's learn some songs, let's let's get on stage, but uh, you know, Trey had this kind of big picture in mind, so um, that that band kind of fell away. Everyone kind of moved out of Austin or kind of went to do their own thing, and that left Trey and I just like, well, we want to keep going. You're here today in support of your new album, Samsara, which I'm excited about and I want to talk about. But first, I want to hear about the reception in Austin, Texas, specifically. It seems like you guys have been getting a lot of love. Um, I know that. KUTX named you the band of the month in June. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. What's yeah. that feel like, Megan? So it was funny because we were actually kind of out the whole month of June. Um, and I never, I would hear, I maybe heard us on the radio once or twice in that month, but I feel like we were gone. Once we got home from tour, all my friends were like, I heard Monsters so many times. I know that song. I know every word now. Yeah. Everyone's like, we heard you all month. And we were like, we were, we didn't know about it that I mean I guess we knew about it but yeah it was cool to hear everyone talking about it um, that's cool yeah. and it was cool we got to go in and do like a little portrait you know they have this like little they have these um 
felt kind of like a like a yearbook photo or right. something. Yeah. Um, but they have like Austin musicians who have been the band of the month. There's like a row of their portraits, so it felt kind of cool to get up on the wall, you know. To it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they're really great, you know. Um, we uh, we really appreciate you know what they've done for us and and yeah. I, I ever since I've been in Austin, I got used to those radio personalities and their voices. So when we went in to play in the studio for them. It was funny. I recognized their voices, you know, but, not, but, oh, yeah. I, didn't, but I didn't know what <laughs> they looked funny. like. So I was kind of like taken aback because I was like, oh, my God, your voice is so familiar. Yeah, that's um, surreal. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool to get that that love from the radio team over there. Yeah. And then the venues, you know, you guys are playing at some of the most legendary spots, right? Yeah. I mean, um, is it Antone's? Yeah, we had our album release party there. Yeah. yeah. How was we that with Kalu uh, and the electric joint, right? Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, we filled the place up, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we brought some horns out, too, really? you know, mm-hmm. kind of flesh out the sound, which is exciting. It is. Um, yeah, and it was really fun. It was great to play with, like, Stubbs, you know, these Austin institutions. We played Austin City Limits Festival. You did. A few years ago, actually. Um, so it's just really cool, you know. We actually played for the mayor once. Uh, I'm not even making this up. We they it was a uh, we got like a weird. It wasn't weird. I'm very grateful for it, but it was like <laughs> a uh, definitely a little bit strange to go into city hall and there was this like commendation we received. Uh-huh. Um, and we aren't by any means the only band who's received that, but there was like a day that was like Los Coast Day. It's yeah. not. It's yeah, not. Reo- it's not us. reoccurring. It was like uh, like a. It was like a one-day thing. Yeah, we played for we played in City Hall, and the mayor gave a little speech, and we shook his hand, and got some photos taken thanks, of us. Steve Adler. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Steve Adler. Um, it seems like Austin. I mean, aside from, you know, it is a music city, but they embrace musicians in a way that maybe other places don't do by doing that kind of a thing by giving you a key or a day of the year. I mean, I know yeah. they've done that with other artists like Shaky Graves has yeah. like Shaky yeah. Graves Day. Or exactly. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, one thing that's also kind of cool is, um, you know, in the the downtown areas, there are, like, banners, you know, or, like, okay. kind of um, on some of the sh- street lights, you know, and there'll be, like, local musicians featured up there. Yeah. Um, like, there's one with Gary Clark Jr. on Congress Avenue and whatever, but Trey's our lead singer's up there Very at cool. uh, 7th and Red River, which is kind of in the heart of the music district there, so um, it's kind of funny to walk there just casually or going to see a show, and I'm like, oh, there's our boy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So so back to the album, Samsara. It's out now, New West Records. Um, was that recorded in Austin? And if so, who did you record it with? Um, we recorded it with a, a, a producer and engineer named Jacob Skiba. Okay. And it was in Austin at Arlen Studios. Okay. Which is kind of like Willie Nelson's spot. Um, a lot of great albums have come out of there, though. And, uh, and Jacob was cool to work with. You know, we, um, we had some material that we brought with us into the studio. Um, so in some cases we kind of, like I'd like to think of it as like a car, you know, each song was like a car that some of them were pretty good, they could drive, they looked good, we only had to put a new coat of paint on, Uh but some of them we had to, you know, like replace the engine, you know, or the tires needed to be replaced, so we would redo the bass line here and there, redo the keys parts, or, you know, swap out different parts, or just uh, do new arrangements, and, um, or just build the whole thing from scratch again, um, but it was really cool, yeah, and, um, one of the things that we kind of worked on with Jacob was we were talking about the um, the diversity of not only kind of genres, but also sounds, but also keeping it cohesive. So we wanted some of the material to sound kind of old-fashioned and like a retro, but we also wanted some slick modern sounds. Mm. Um, and so what I think we were able to do, and the, the cool part about it is that we found a really nice blend of old and new 
across the material and like sound of it. Right. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm grateful for his work and, and everyone at Arlen. That which you described there is, is very similar to a lot of bands that come through here in the Americana scene, and I think yeah. that's something that a lot of folks are after. Yeah. That, that juxtaposition between the old and the new and right. mm -hmm. not reinventing things, but not also just being too yeah. you know, I think referential. If you, or if, you be, if you were too avant-garde or like too cutting edge, I think that you, you, people wouldn't have something. That familiarity, I think, is important to kind of connect with people. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of more of a communal experience where people can relate to it and... And I think people will really relate to the kind of the nostalgic stuff. So, mm -hmm. so getting people's you know, you know, ears involved and, and giving them something to kind of lean into and something familiar, but also surprise them at the same time is I think what we're going for. And lyrically, you seem to come from a place that's pretty heady. It's uh, intellectual in ways, but in a you know, rock and roller. Yeah, Trey's an ex excellent lyricist. You know, yeah. there are times now uh, when I look back and, you know, I've never really asked him what it all means because I really want it to be, I want to be able to experience it, like the poetry of it from an right. outsider perspective. Um, but there are all these plays on words and puns and double entendres and mm -hmm. self-references and references to other songs. The album really has this cool quilt-like, tapestry-like thing where all the songs are kind of, interwoven with each other and there are references to other characters from other songs and at least that's how I see it. I'm, nice. I haven't asked him what it all means but I like, I like my mental image. Yeah. It's like, of a, like a tapestry of characters and, mm -hmm. and moments. I like that. Oh, for vinyl, where did you get that pressed? Um, in Nashville. Um, our record label got that pressed for us in Nashville, mm -hmm. uh, New West Records. Happy um, with how they turned out? Yeah, yeah, really great. It's actually clear. Um, which is kind of cool, you know, because our album cover is very is very dark. Yeah. When you open it up, you have the see-through vinyl, and uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Any uh, secrets involved with it, or Easter eggs, or anything like that? We should be no. We thought about for. doing things like that, yeah. um, but then we wanted to just kind of keep it more uh, traditional. Yeah. And also, it's our first album with the record label, so we didn't want to scare them off. Yeah, whatever. scare them off with too many um, of those kind of like Beatlesy things, you know, they used yeah. to do. Um, we played around with it. There is, actually, if you if you do listen for a little while, there are some cool secrets. You know, yeah. after some periods of silence, some things creep back in. But I won't spoil the surprise. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. See, yeah. so there are. Yeah, yeah. I noticed They're also uh, when it gets posted out there on the internet. You know that place. Um, yeah, yeah. It has often a yellow bar across it, right? Yeah, you What's know what's interesting about? is we've actually um, we trigger the like censorship policies on some places because of the very mild nudity on the cover uh -huh. <laughs> but um you know i think that's kind of like funny in a way because like with all the like violence and just like people in very lewd outfits can totally not trigger the policy but just the fact that it's like a bare human form you know it's not even it's yeah. like the most artistically know, you know, and it's, and it's I felt kind of you know it's pretty funny actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny too. I think it kind of draws into question the way the censorship policy even works. You yeah. know, um, because there's much more revealing of things that would have not triggered it just because they had one shred of clothing on, but since there isn't that shred, even though it's all obscured by darkness, it still somehow triggers it. Uh -huh. So it just kind of calls that into question. It was unintended, but I do think it kind of has some sort of uh, meta sort of common social commentary built into it you know the fact that they're censoring it at all who does the artwork for for uh i know you guys like um who does the artwork for the album but also there's some interesting sort of stencil looking 
stuff that you've been oh. doing as well. Oh, did you see the in, inside the the sleeve words? No, it's the... not that. It's like um, there's there's images of you guys that are just like pictures, but then there's someone did like hand drawing over them or something. Oh yeah, you know that um, stuff looks cool. Our our I think our our manager was the one who. That was a photo shoot we did. I He's talking about. Um, oh. The photo shoot with the the drawings over. Is it An Andrew? Andrew Bennett. Andrew Bennett. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Sorry. to Andrew Bennett. Shout yeah. out to Andrew, Andrew Bennett. Andrew Bennett. Stuff yeah. There's cool. this other little cool doodle thing that I was yeah. thinking of, but she, she's that, that's actually totally what you're talking about. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have been doing a lot of cool stuff. I mean, playing with uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, yeah, Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. Some really fantastic, uh, you know, collaborations going on. It seems like the world of rock and roll and Americana music at large is embracing you guys. Yeah. Um, it's exciting for sure. 2019 has been a big year so far. What's ahead for you guys and what are you most excited about? Um, well, you know, we've got some some potential tour dates that I, I can't really uh, announce that we're really excited about, but they're still in process. Um, but, you know, we're just excited to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we have two more albums on the contract with New West. Looking forward to those two albums. and. Uh, and just getting out there, you know, this summer has been our first real shot at touring, so mm -hmm. we're finally just getting the album out. Yeah, yeah. Our album like first stepping first. off the platform. So we're just there. now yeah. getting our feet wet. So mm -hmm. just everything, you know, we still got a lot left in us and a lot to share with the world. So looking forward to all of it. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll keep listening. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.